Another 12 months have once again passed in the roller coaster world of sports for the Isle of Man. From the most gruelling of challenges to the biggest of dreams, it's all been present once again across the Manx sporting world in 2023. Over the next hour, we're going to take a journey into the highlights of the year in sport for the Isle of Man with the views of the athletes, clubs, teams and more, as well as analysis from our brilliant band of correspondents on what's taken place across the year. Welcome to Manx Radio's Sports Review of the Year. Let's dive straight in. Where else to begin but right at the start? January and the promises and excitement of what's to come, but not all were finding themselves on the crest of a wave. Take FC Isle of Man, for example. A tough start to their first season in the NWCFL Premier Division had them scrapping for points at the turn of the year after a poor start, which left them flirting dangerously with the relegation zone. At the start of the new year, their interim boss, Paul Jones, insisted results and fortunes would turn for the better. We know what we've got in the dressing room and we know what we've got coming back in, into the dressing room as well and, and we believe we've got more than enough. We know what we're doing and, and we believe in what we're doing and the playing group, most importantly of all, really believes in what we're doing. So if we, if we keep going like we have done this week, um, over the weeks ahead, then there'll be a, there'll be a turnaround. Um, I 100% believe that. On the 15th of January, the future of Mark Cavendish was revealed. The Manx Missile put pen to paper to join Astana Kazakhstan for the season to keep his quest for Tour de France immortality alive later in the year. Meanwhile, there was also big news for Manx motorcycle prospect Nathan Harrison, who secured his dream move to Honda Racing UK as teammate to TT legend John McGuinness. So, already plenty of new beginnings for Manx athletes, and how about another, this time in golf? Having impressed in previous years, Anna Dawson looked to make the step up in 2023 as she prepared for her first season as a professional player. Really hard to predict about how many tournaments I'll get and everything, but what they said they did an intro at like the start of final stage, kind of what got what last year and obviously it was still COVID so it is tricky but I think the last person who finished in my category got a minimum of 14 events on the European tour so I'm hoping obviously I can just get what I can and then go and take advantage of them tournaments and yeah just do as well as I can. Elsewhere many of us will have heard about the many different demanding walking challenges the UK has to offer but how about facing the task of trying to cover a whopping 268 miles? Well, that's exactly what Manxman Oren Smith went on to achieve in the formidable spine race. He and his friend Clarence, against all the elements, managed to finish 10th overall despite some truly tough conditions. Not only that, but Oren's efforts would also go on to benefit a local cause, as his spine race heroics would raise more than £10,000 for the Isle of Man MS Society. I did a little bit of research about MS and like how it affects people in so many different ways, but a big one of the ways is like with the spine. And like I was just kind of reading that and following these people you know doing the spine race and i just thought i just wanted to do something to help him and the more i learned about it i wanted to help people like him into february and one of the isle of man's gymnastic stars was hoping to make yet another big impression going into the next 12 months commonwealth games competitor and 2021 isle of man sportswoman of the year tara donnelly was eyeing further success in the sport i have a great squad here who i can train with in the uk so the environment is really motivating and fun to be with looking beyond that obviously i've got a few more national competitions this side of the year and then looking at the international season of events later on in the year such as the world university games and the northern european championships so we'll sort of take it month by month and focus on upgrading in the meantime and she'd do just that as february got underway by retaining her title as british university or all-around champion in rugby, a big milestone for Douglas Rugby Club, as 2022 marks the 150th anniversary of the club, 
with social events and a book charting its journey published by Tony Wilson-Spratt. If you transformed the Douglas Rugby Club um, rugby to England, a town of 85,000 in England would support one rugby club. The fact that the Isle of Man supports six is pretty special. You can't fail to mention archer Leslie Slate as she became the holder of not one but four world veteran records. Motorsport was another talking point in February as assurances were made that insurance prices wouldn't put the Isle of Man TT races in doubt. Following the announcement the Northwest 200 wouldn't go ahead because of high costs. The Northwest 200 would be reinstated later in the year. Challenges were also facing four-wheeled racing, as Manx Autosport began efforts to improve interest in rallying on Ireland after reporting a decline in local involvement. The Isle of Man has got something going for it, but it also can be detrimental, and that is it's sport mad. All of those things and all of those the events that are put on, it all has a volunteer element. The more sports that come around, the more it drains on the volunteer resource pool. I think there are issues with, with volunteers, the number of volunteers and the volunteers that we can try and keep but I think, I think we've got a good place to build from. Another athletics highlight came in the form of Sarah Astin, who, competing for Belgrave Harriers, was crowned British National Cross Country Champion at Bolsworth Castle in Chester. And in cricket, the Isle of Man men's T20 squad made history, but sadly for the wrong reasons. They recorded the lowest T20 score ever in the men's game, being bowled all out for just 10 at the hands of Spain. The start of March saw a triumphant return for Manx pro boxer Matthew Rennie. After disruption to his fighting schedule in 2022, March 2023 saw him start the calendar year with a points win over Estathios Antonis in Liverpool. Athlete Sarah Astin will be back in the headlines once more, this time to set a new Manx record in the women's 10k road race of 32 minutes 35 seconds whilst competing in Manchester. This month also saw the anticipated return once more of the Isle of Man Festival of Darts at the Villa Marina in Douglas, with hundreds of players descending on the island capital. In the eyes of EDO chairman Tommy Thompson, it remains a hugely popular event on the English darts calendar. We're hoping that uh, it's going to be very successful, especially after last year, because it was a little bit of the last minute situation with the COVID last year, if you remember. People were unsure about whether they had to have what sort of documentation to say that they'd had their injections and all the rest of the business. Well, that isn't the case this year, so hopefully it's it's a lot easier for people to come this year like it used always used to be. With the third month of the year in full swing, excitement was starting to grow for the return of the International Island Games in the summer, as some of the first Isle of Man teams have been announced which would be competing in Guernsey. More on the games in a little bit. March was rounded out in style with the 2022 Isle of Man Sports Awards, recognising those who played pivotal roles in the sporting community across the island, with 13 awards handed out in total. After becoming world eventing champion in 2022, Grebus Equestrian star Yasmin Ingham was crowned Isle of Man Sportswoman of the Year. Although not able to attend the ceremony in person, she did have a message for all those present. I was so happy to have both Sue and there to witness our success in the tournament last summer. Very sadly, Sue passed away in January after a long illness. But tonight I'd like to dedicate this award to her because I know that she was so proud of us. It's an honour to receive the Isle of Man Sportswoman of the Year Award this evening. Taking the Sportsman of the Year accolade was TT competitor Connor Cummins, and the Ramsey Rocket told us about the challenges he battled through during the previous year. Start of 22 was pure hell, to be honest, riddled with injuries, and um, I just really bashed myself up in a training accident and had to had to start the year on the back foot. But we we pulled through good and strong with real good support mechanism, family, friends, and physios. We just dug deep and 
we were able to score two podiums and the fastest ever Honda lap, so it was, it was great. For his exploits in the world of darts, Darren Kennish was crowned Disability Sports Person of the Year. I wear them colours with pride, I really do. I was playing a couple of weeks ago up here on stage, all the Manx players made their way to the front of the stage to watch me play. They've made a big difference. They let me play in their competitions as well now. So it's opening more doors for me all the time. And there was the inspirational story of Grace Roberts. She received a standing ovation as she took the Laney Cool Award for Courage and Inspiration. This award is, you know, so meaningful to me and I really have felt like throughout my whole sporting journey and obviously my kind of last year in diagnosis and everything. The whole of the Isle of Man community have had my back and it's really helped me get through it. So yeah, very grateful for that. The Isle of Man shone once again in athletics as March turned to April. Long distance competitor Sarah Webster achieved something extraordinary as she smashed the British 100 kilometre record to win the Anglo-Celtic plate event in Northern Ireland. Only in the last year and a half have I been lucky enough to have Isle of Man Sports help uh, with the strength and conditioning and I think that's made a massive difference to risk of injury and just recovery from races as well. I seem to be now recovering better and therefore can race sooner. April also marked the finale to the Manx football, hockey and rugby seasons as champions across the respective divisions were crowned. In football, Corinthians women's side entered the month having wrapped up the women's league title for a record ninth time, whilst their opponents were planning an upset again for them during the month in the women's FA Cup fixtures. Meanwhile, Peel secured the men's Premier League title for the first time in 21 years. Naturally, their captain, Matty Woods, was over the moon to bring the top flight silverware back to the West. Unbelievable. So many years of trying and being so close. And I joined Peel at 17, 18, and I came to Peel to win stuff. And we've won a few things along the way, but we've been trying so hard for this. And to finally get here this year, you know, with some youth players coming through and the experienced ones like myself, we've combined so well. And the, the team ethic is one I've not seen before at this club. I know everyone coming together you can see the turnout appeal it's just phenomenal just so happy the combination league titles were also wrapped up both in emphatic style russian united claimed combi one glory with the incredible feat of winning all 22 of their league games elsewhere st mary's snatched the combi two crown from under the noses of their rivals finishing top of the pile on goal difference ahead of ramsey youth center and old boys however elsewhere the division two title at this stage was still up for grabs going into the next few weeks from the Manx Leagues to the NWCFL and, despite a tough start to the year, FC Isle of Man had gone through a transformation by April, firstly securing their safety in the division in a run of excellent results towards the end of the season, including five wins in a row to see out the campaign. Striker Sean Doyle was asked about the major turnaround the Ravens had achieved and after a rollercoaster season, what's next for the ambitions of the club? Tough starts to the season and halfway through I had a change of manager and Paul's come in and it's it, something's just clicked and I, I can't really put my finger on what it is but the lads have got belief we've obviously got belief in what the management group are trying to trying to do um, and yeah it's just it's all clicking it was a matter of time when we went through that run of I think six or seven games where we were losing week in week out we kept saying keep believing in the plan because it's going to come and I think we now show why we why we're right to believe in Paul and the management group and in, in each other as players I think it's now looking towards next season and build momentum in the dugout after a good run to help the Ravens finish mid-table interim manager Paul Jones was rewarded for his efforts by accepting the managerial post on a full-time basis in hockey, Backers A wrapped up the men's Premier League title with a perfect record to continue their dominant streak at the sharp end of the men's game before making it a double to win the men's cup. There was also double success for one side in the women's season as Castletown stunned their opponents to win the women's top flight before a dramatic victory in the women's cup. 
and the Isle of Man rugby campaign also came to a close too, as Douglas, after a challenging season in the Regional 2 Northwest, claimed the Ravenscroft Manx Cup with victory over Ramsey. The Manx plate went the way of Southern Nomads, who overcame a Vagabonds team who'd endured a tough year of their own, suffering relegation from County's 3 ADM Langs Cheshire. It was a positive conclusion for Vagabonds ladies, who were going to finish high up in the women's NC1 Northwest table and just shy of a promotion spot. The start of May saw the final league crown immense football decided as St Mary's claimed the Division 2 title. Elsewhere a few days later in the women's game, Corinthians added to their league success to beat Douglas Royal in the women's FA Cup final. Their captain, Anna Shaw, described what the most important things were in having such a dominant season as a group. Both, you know, obviously with Dom and Rory, with manager and coach, they've been very consistent this season. And just having a way we play, you can see how we play and when we do play the right football, you can see that in our, in our results. And just going on and on, you know, games winning games and learning through the team, learning from each other, how we play with each other. And we We've just grown as a team this season. From last season, we've come on so much. Across the water in Northern Ireland, the eyes of motorsport fans were on the Northwest 200 ahead of the Isle of Man TT races starting later in the month. For three prominent TT names, the Northwest was to end on a sour note, as Manx prospect Nathan Harrison, as well as experienced competitors Lee Johnston and Michael Sweeney, all suffered injuries in separate incidents in Northern Ireland, which would rule all three of them out of the upcoming mountain course showdown. Meanwhile, May was also to see some bombshell news in the sport of cycling. Cycling's been my life for over 25 years. I've lived an absolute dream. The bike's given me opportunities to see the world, meet incredible people, both involved and not involved with the sport, a lot of whom I'm proud to now call friends. It's taught me so much about life, about dedication, loyalty, companionship and teamwork, sacrifice, humility and perseverance. During May's Giro d'Italia, Mark Cavendish made the landmark announcement that he planned to bring his glittering cycling career to a close and retire at the end of the 2023 season. That meant he would still have time to try and break the all-time stage win record at the Tour de France later in the summer. More on that later on. Back to motorsport, and after many months of waiting once more, road racing made its return to the Isle of Man for 2023, starting with the pre-TT Classic Road Races on the Boulogne course. Ten races graced the course once more across the final weekend of the month, and among the highlights, Dom Herbertson took a new lap and race record to win the 1100cc race after a thrilling duel with Adam McLean for top honours all the way to the finish. You know what? That's what racing's about, isn't it? You know, me, me and Adam, you know, and the thing is, it just safe as houses, you know what I mean? He's, uh, he's, he's cutting gritting from Northern Ireland, he knows how to race on roads, and I literally smiled at every second of that lap. Every time he passed me, I just went, you know what? This is why we're all here. That's why everyone's standing in the hedgerows, giggling and laughing, you know, that's some Racing. There was also a memorable day for young Manx competitor Joe Yeardsley, who went on to take his first road race victory in the post-classic senior superbike race after an almighty battle with Jamie Coward for top spot, with Yeardsley also setting a new lap record at 106.535 miles an hour. Oh, I'm lost of words really, I can't believe it. I, uh, the plan was just to try to tag on for as long as I could and I didn't expect to be able to tag on for more than half the race, but I just got into a bit of a rhythm and managed to learn a lot off Jamie and pulled me away and then... I think the back marks played a big part of it at the end, but it's my first ever road race win. And yeah. this time last year, this race was the first meeting in my orange vest, so it's a special meeting to me, so to win today is amazing. The racing down south certainly whet the appetite, and just as the engines had worked to a halt at Balown, machines were about to roar into life on the Snaefell Mountain Course.
It's the end of spring, the sun is shining and the roar of engines is growing louder by the minute. That noise is like music to our ears on the island because the wait is finally over. The bikes are back and the Isle of Man TT 2023 is here. The 29th of May marked the start of the 2023 Isle of Man TT races with a new look, busier schedule this year involving 10 races. The month of June once again kicked off with racing on the Snaefell Mountain Course in what this year was near perfect conditions across the board. But it wasn't just the weather this year's event was to be remembered by, as fans were treated during the fortnight to seeing records shattered across the two weeks. The pace rose at huge rates during qualifying, and in the midst of that, Michael Dunlop gave everyone a sign of things to come. He's done it 135.531, the fastest lap ever on this 37 and three quarter mile course. Michael Dunlop, take about. He set an unofficial outright lap record on the final day of qualifying on Friday the 2nd of June before racing got underway the following day. Into race week from Saturday and the man from Balamoni continued where he finished practice to win the opening Supersport TT race one. Straight after that came the first rewriting of the history books as Ben and Tom Birchall shattered the sidecar TT lap record at 120.357 miles an hour to take victory, becoming the first ever pairing to go past the 120 mile an hour mark for three wheel machines. 120.357, the Birchalls, Ben and Tom are the first ever sidecar crew in the history of the TT to go over 120 miles an hour. That is like having a kebab on your way home after a big night. <laughs> with chilli sauce? With everything on it, yeah. Thank you to everyone out there, my boards, and of course Harry, my number two spanner, man. I can't thank my lads enough, Jim. And there's one more who's not here, and he should be here, but we're thinking of him, and it's for him as well, it's Ed. He's been with me since 2009, and couldn't make it this year. Yeah, let's hope he can get here for the next in. Love you all, thank you. Superbike Sunday was up next with all eyes on who out of Dean Harrison, Peter Hickman and Michael Dunlop could grab supremacy. In a brilliant three-way tussle for the top spot, it was Dunlop who swept to victory to move level with John McGuinness on 23 race wins in the all-time TT Victors standings. People have doubted me and, and I can't say enough to Stuart and Steve. They had faith in me and Steve just kept pushing me out getting the best out of the bike and telling me just keep at it keep at it you're not you know you've got it you've got it you've got it it's been such a hard push you know what I mean yeah. and John you know been a fantastic ambassador for the sport and still is he still is and uh, to be even I don't think a record drawing but to, to be alongside somebody like John it's it's an honour really Tuesday next and attention turned to the first Superstock and Super Twin races in the former 2022 senior TT winner Peter Hickman would claim his first win of 2023 whilst Dunlop racked up win number 24 in the Super Twin contest in that event, racer Mike Brown took his first ever TT podium after finishing second ahead of Jamie Coward in third. Elsewhere, on Wednesday, the 7th of June, how about not one, but two TT lap records being broken? Firstly, in the second sidecar TT race, the Birchall brothers once again took top spot to take the duo onto 14 TT wins, and having broken the 120 mile an hour mark to win the previous race, they slashed their own record again, this time clocking 120.645 miles an hour. What a great day, what a fantastic TT, thanks to everyone for coming, for being part of it and for helping us do this, we've got some fantastic sponsors, friends, mates and family. It's uh, yeah. Just great, and I don't know really what to say. It's uh, it, I'm so happy. The crowd out there is amazing. That was then followed by another huge milestone in the solos, specifically on the 600cc Supersport machines, as Michael Dunlop dominated the class once more to take his second Supersport win of the event and becoming the first rider on a Supersport bike to hit over 130 miles an hour. The bike hasn't changed in years. It's just been fantastic. Obviously, the new generation bikes make the, the job a bit harder for us boys uh, 
with the with, with the smaller CCs, but um, I can't thank the boys enough. Everybody that's put it together, I, I just ah, I just decided it would have we go at it and this wee bike's been beauty and tracked perfect crowd's perfect everyone's been perfect that win took Dunlop to 25 TT victories just one behind the all-time record held by his uncle the legendary Joey Dunlop so that leads us on to the penultimate day of racing at TT 2023 which began with the second Superstock race and it was here that Peter Hickman who'd won the first race of the class earlier in the week achieved something extraordinary he had his very first win uh, in 2018 and here he goes he has won this second Superstock uh, race Boydy what's he done? 136.358 miles per hour he lowers the outright lap record for the TT course to 16 minutes 36 Point one one five. What a lap by Peter Hickman. That is sensational. On a superstop machine, no less, Hickman obliterated the outright TT lap record at over 136 miles an hour. Honestly, there's so many people about at a minute. It's absolutely epic. Uh, massive thank you to everyone. Um, the team's done such a good job. I know what I can do with this thing. So um, I just kind of built into the race. And yeah, bike's just working so, so good, you know. it's. Uh, it's so easy to ride this thing, it's mega. The drama wasn't over for the day, as that was followed by an enthralling Super Twin TT race too, with Hickman taking what some considered an unlikely victory, as the favourite Michael Dunlop and temporary race leader at one stage, Mike Brown, both retired during the contest with mechanical issues. And so we come to Saturday the 10th of June and the grand finale to a sensational TT with the 2023 senior race beckoning. Before that, however, on the day was an important moment for the races. This year marks the 100th anniversary of sidecars at the TT, with a parade lap featuring three of the most successful three-wheel drivers, Dave Molyneux, Rob Fisher and Ben Birchall. Acting as passenger for Molyneux was young Manx sidecar competitor Callum Crow on a Brigazzi Yamaha on which Molyneux took his first mountain course victory in 1989. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? You know, getting a ride with a 17-time TT winner, a legend on this machine. I, I think it... 89 was it when he was on this and just listen just listen to it it's amazing it's amazing I've, i love this this is, this is everything then the main event of the saturday the six lap senior race would dunlop match his uncle joey's incredible record would hickman retain his title would harrison shock the front runners and it was hickman who would roar to victory just under 20 seconds ahead of dean harrison in second with dunlop making up the podium in third Whilst making it back-to-back -back senior wins, Hickman set a new lap record for that race at 135.507 miles an hour and moved on to 13 TT wins overall, just one behind mountain course great Mike Halewood. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just amazing. You know, I've said it already, but the team's been working so hard to try and get this bike right. It really hasn't been right until this morning, and when we did the warm-up lap this morning, Finally, I could actually ride the thing. So uh, rather than it taking me for a ride, I was riding it. To be one behind Mike Hellwood, I mean, oh my God, what a, uh, <laughs> what a statement that is. Whilst the two weeks provided some great entertainment for racers and fans alike, it wasn't to pass without tragedy. This year's event sadly claimed the life of Spanish competitor Raul Torres Martinez, who died following a fatal incident on the final lap of the first Super Twin race on Tuesday, the 6th of June. Well, shortly after racing came to an end on the Snaefell Mountain course in June, there was more headlines made by the Alaman in two-wheeled racing just a couple of weeks later. 
Elite Ireland cyclist Lizzie Holden claimed the crown of British National Time Trial Champion in Darlington during the British National Road Championships. When you say it out loud, then it still feels a bit crazy. Like all the girls that have had it over the years and I've been like, wow, they're at like the top level. Like I've always looked up to them and now for me it feels a bit strange. But yeah, it's very special. Probably my best result so far, I'd say. I've always been up there or like second. I've had a lot of second and thirds over the years. I think this is my first professional win, so yeah, it's super special. This was also the month which saw one of the Isle of Man's major mass participation events with the latest edition of the Parish Walk. Dean Morgan went on to win this year's race in a time of 15 hours, 27 minutes and 3 seconds, with Lorna Gleave, the first female finisher, in 11th overall. Here's what Dean had to say after crossing the line to take the win. It's fought with everything uh, and I, uh, I just can't believe it. Believe it to get over the line in the end. Everyone on the course uh, supporting me, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm overwhelmed with everyone. Just my family, my friends, um, everyone. And not forgetting, of course, a memorable month for the Special Olympics Isle of Man squad as they flew the Manx flag on the international stage at this year's World Summer Games in Berlin. The Ireland team went on to secure four gold medals, three silver medals and 12 bronze. National Director of Special Olympics Isle of Man, Beryl Waldridge, travelled with the squad. Absolutely over the moon. Every time we go away, they're such fabulous ambassadors for the island. As June turned to July, many eyes were on Mark Cavendish, who was on what could be a final quest to achieve Tour de France immortality, with the Manx missile looking to break the all-time tour stage win record, with Cav tied on 34 with cycling legend Eddie Merckx. Hopes were high in the opening stages with some positive results including a 5th place finish on stage 4 and being pipped to victory at the very last to finish 2nd on stage 7. The anticipation was building, but then, on stage 8, disaster. Le 191 Oh, Cavendish down and this is not good news. Cavendish is holding that right collarbone. Uh, the end of the dream of the record of 35 stage wins in a Tour de France. Look at the face of Cavendish and the realisation that it's over. Cav's dream of a perfect farewell from the Tour torn apart as he suffered a fractured collarbone in a crash, ruling him out of the rest of the event. Shortly after, Astana Kazakhstan team boss Alexander Vinokurov told Cycling News they'd like to see Cavendish postpone his plans to retire at the end of the campaign and continue into 2024, but that that decision would ultimately be down to the rider. Would there be another shot at glory? We will see. Elsewhere, July saw the return of one of the biggest events for Isle of Man athletes across the board. After a four-year hiatus, 2023 saw the return of the International Island Games, with the Sporting Festival heading this time to Guernsey. The Isle of Man went on to claim a huge total of 63 medals from the 9th to the 14th of July. Let's take a look at some of those highlights. Starting in athletics, there was a Manx 1-2 in the men's high jump as Regan Corrin and James Margrave took gold and silver respectively. In the men's 10,000 metres, Corrin Leeming and Alan Corlett took bronze and silver respectively. There was triple gold for the Isle of Man in the half marathon events. Rachel Franklin took gold in the women's race while she and teammate Rebecca Pate took team silver. In the men's, Corin Leeming took individual gold, whilst he and Alan Corlett also took team gold. 
On the track, Franklin kept the medals coming to win the women's 1500m and 5000m, setting new Ireland Games records whilst taking gold in both. Here's Rachel after winning the 1500 metres. Just so nice to show the crowd a good, honest race as well. Not like a tactical one. I was at British Champs the weekend and that was really tactical, which I'm not normally used to. So it was nice to just run a hard, honest race and come away with an amazing outcome as well. The Guernsey supporters were amazing. I felt like one of them tonight. They really backed me. There was also a dominant display from Joe Harris, who soared to gold in the men's javelin. No, it's good. I mean, uh, yeah, brilliant crowd, brilliant atmosphere. It's great to represent the Isle of Man again. The two triathlon events were also good hunting grounds for the Isle of Man, as Will Draper took individual bronze in the standard men's triathlon, with the Isle of Man taking team bronze in the new triathlon relay contest. Over to swimming, and the Isle of Man excelled in the pool, claiming 15 medals in total. Among the medal winners were the trio of Laura Kinley, Peter Allen and Joel Watterson. Now I'm really pleased with my performances, and to win two golds, um, I've never won the 50 breaststroke before, so that was really nice. In my sixth games, I've won a medal at all the other ones, but it's the first time to win gold in that. I think, to be fair, I think a lot of, the, a lot of it comes down to team support. I think, I think, I just, I know that everyone's kind of backing me in every race, so just get, getting out there and racing with the booming crowd is, is is worth it yeah not much time to sort of gather your thoughts and prepare so you're just trying to ride that adrenaline high and get into the next race and get focused again but no i couldn't be happier the two events that I'd, i like to focus on and so to come come away with gold couldn't ask for any more in cycling the women's mountain bike team of kiri quayle and sasha hosthouse who took team gold along with an individual bronze for kiri it was just full gas from the whistle 35 minutes of like max heart rate basically so yeah there wasn't much recovery just a case of pushing as much as you could for as long as you could really. Feels amazing just to wear this jersey. I'm super proud to be here to be honest. To be selected in the first place as, as the only two girls um, and the cycling team are made up. In the men's cycling the best result came in the circuit race with Team Silver. Will Draper, Niall Quiggan and Mark Hosthouse described how chaotic the conditions were. Tough race, uh, real um, dangerous course to be honest. No fault the organisers, just what happens with these town centre crits especially if the rain starts coming down. Listen it was chaos out there at times you know I thought I'm, there was one crash and I moved up places and I kept there was another crash and I moved up a few and then all of a sudden I was the one I had my uh, ticket punched and into the barriers and from there it's just a case of getting around and enjoying it. I mean as Will said it was a pretty technical dangerous course at times which was just compounded by the weather really. In tennis there was gold for Anna Kirk and Sean Drury in the mixed doubles. Kirk also took bronze in the women's singles. There was also silver for Karen Farragher and Sarah Long in the women's doubles. Elsewhere in badminton Jess Lee and Kim Clegg won gold in the women's doubles with Lee taking silver in the women's singles. There was semi-final heartache in the football for the Isle of Man women's team, but they would come away with a reward for their efforts, taking bronze. The men's squad, the defending champions, could only manage ninth place in their tournament overall. There was a healthy series of medals in the different disciplines of shooting. Among those, Mark Riley and Robert Watterson took gold in the Olympic trap event. I think everybody struggled all day with conditions, but uh, Robbie kept us in it with his uh, consistent scoring, so we were just sneaked in under the radar, really. I felt like I had to fight for every target. There was nothing there that we were just going to get for nothing. Um, just kept my head down and just made sure what I could and then yeah just happened to be just consistent everyone else fluctuated a lot and I just seemed to pick away at it. The challenging conditions were also something the Manx archery team had to deal with and deal with it they did. Among their achievements was a team silver in the team compound event. In that team were Reese Moore and Aylan George who both also claimed bronze in the compound mixed pairs. It's been a bit breezy but it's been good to be fair it's been hot everybody's been uh, everybody's been really friendly and it's been a good laugh but uh, yeah competitive as well which has made it really enjoyable. Yeah, I've not competed at an Island Games since Jersey in 2015, so coming back 
um, and shooting with the team. There's some new faces since I last shot, so it's really good getting to know them all. And it was a fun week. The highlight in table tennis, meanwhile, came in the women's singles as Catherine Venus took bronze. The Isle of Man golfers also got their chance to shine with both the men's and ladies' competitors battling hard during a windy week. The men's players took team bronze, whilst the women's team only narrowly missed out on a medal themselves. These games were a learning curve for the Manx sailing competitors, with Ross Arnold and Jason Hyatt finishing 11th and 12th respectively in their event, whilst Matthew Perry and Elsie Hyatt in the separate ILCA 6 came 13th and 22nd respectively. And in basketball, the Manx men's squad finished 4th in their group, whilst the women's team got themselves into contention for a bronze medal on the final day. Sadly, they'd lose their bronze medal match against Guernsey, but Vice-Captain Lauren Ellison explained what it meant to them as a group to be back at the Games again. Oh, it's been an absolute buzz. It's so good to be back again and back at the Games. Even as the Ireland Games came to a close on the 14th of July, the Games remain a topic of conversation locally to this day. During this year's event, the Isle of Man officially launched its bid to host the Games in 2029. Meanwhile, at the same time as the Guernsey Games, motorsport was due to be held once more on the Balloon course for the 2023 Southern 100 road races from the 10th to the 13th of July. Sadly, however, the meeting was abandoned following the deaths of rider Alan Connor and Marshal Liam Clark following a fatal incident during qualifying on Tuesday the 11th of July. Heading into August, martial arts was back in the spotlight with a big milestone for Manx club Gracie Barra. They would take their largest ever medal haul at an event, claiming 34 in total at the All-Stars BJJ Liverpool Pro Competition, bringing them to within touching distance of a century of medals in 2023. The potential future stars of Manx Sport were also looking to take their chance to shine on the international stage as seven Isle of Man competitors contested the 2023 Commonwealth Youth Games in Trinidad and Tobago from the 4th to the 11th of August, which would be attended by over a thousand athletes from 71 nations, including the Isle of Man. And the island would earn its place among the best, bagging two medals over the course of the week. Both of them came courtesy of cyclist Ruby Oaks, who claimed bronze in both the women's road race and women's time trial. At the same time as the Games, the Isle of Man women's T20 cricket team paved a road to glory at the ECN Continental Cup in Romania, winning all four games in the process, whilst their vice-captain Lucy Barnett was also crowned player of the tournament. A good month too for former Manx resident Bevan Rod, who booked his place in the England Rugby Union squad for the 2023 World Cup in France for the following month. Elsewhere, after being crowned individual world eventing champion in 2022, it was success again for Yasmin Ingham as she was part of the Great Britain squad to be crowned European eventing champions. As the end of the month approached, it was time for racing to return on the Snaefell Mountain Course. The latest edition of the Manx Grand Prix beckoned from the 20th to the 29th of August in what was a very special year of the event, as 2023 marked the MGP's centenary. Following qualifying, the race programme was preceded by the Made at the Manx Parade Lab, which told the story of some of the legendary names in the sport who started their careers at the Manx before heading on to achieve great things, including Freddie Frith, Bob McIntyre, Cecil Sanford, Steve Hislop, Carl Fogarty and more. And then, when it came to the racing, like the TT a couple of months previous, history was to be made again on the hallowed tarmac. Dean Harrison went on to win in commanding style in the classic senior race by almost a minute, and setting a new lap record for the class of 111.395 miles an hour. Oh, honestly, so much fun to ride these bikes on here, honestly. Ted uh, has allowed me to have a go of his Manx Norton, and to win the Manx on a Manx is a nice thing to do with it. Uh, it's sort of tick, tick to the boxes. 
but the bikes never missed a beat all week. Fair, fair play for these two boys. I've had another engineer through the week and changed with some pieces. And I'll be honest, it's the best classic bike I've ever ridden. That was followed by another landmark event in the Junior MGP contest, as Victor Lopez topped the standings in a thrilling race to become the first Spanish rider ever to win at the Manx. I'm really, really happy. Really happy. No problems at all. Everything went smooth. Big, big effort. Big effort. Oh, yeah. And the race went well. No problems at all. No, no, no. Bike goes so, so wonderful. Meanwhile, having taken a 1-2 finish in 2022, Laylor Racing provided some deja vu to repeat the feat in 2023 in the lightweight and ultra-lightweight race, as Mike Brown and Ian Locker took first and second in a shortened showdown. Here's what Brown had to say after taking the win. I was just a bit iffy going out in that first lap, but obviously it, it paid off. And 153 through the speed trap, so the bike ran alright. Yeah, bike was absolutely spot on, didn't miss a beat after all the trouble all week trying to get it going. and. I kind of thought coming over the mountain when I saw the cloud coming in, I said they might pull this, so I just kind of brought her home. On to the second and final day of MGP races for 2023, beginning with the much-anticipated senior MGP. And making the headlines here will be a young Manxman who grabbed the spotlight at Balown a couple of months before. Newcomer Joe Yardsley swept to victory in the race with a record-breaking lap of 122.05 miles an hour after an encapsulating battle with fellow island racer and newcomer Marcus Simpson, who would take second. So what did the victory mean to Yardsley? Got lost for words, really. You know, uh, it's been a tough week with what, what happened on Saturday. You know, to be leading by 10 seconds so early on and feel so comfortable to to lose that. You know, I won't get that opportunity again as a newcomer. And it was uh, it'll take a bit to get over that. But to repay the guys today with, with this result after the year that we've had, I lost an engine at the Oliver's Mount Spring Cup in April, and to get the two new engines done, we only got them back two weeks ago. So this bike has been in the garage all year and I've been lucky to ride for Mistral Classic Race Team on their 750 so without that I'd have had no bike time so coming into this you know I wasn't on form as, as what I wanted to be it's took us a bit to get going but no I'm, I'm absolutely over the moon then the finale to the 2023 Manx Grand Prix the classic superbike race and there was time for one more tearing up of the record books courtesy of Michael Dunlop after a near-dominant week of qualifying on the Team Classic Suzuki, he dominated the race itself to win and set a new lap record of 126.681 miles an hour. I was going to pull in the first lap, to be honest with you, the bike wasn't working and uh, the boy owns a bike, uh, he's, he's been good to me over the years and I said, I'll just try and ride, ride with it. It's hard here when you're when you having to work with old stuff, it's had to go back to old school riding and I think the gearbox has is, is gone a bit too, so but no, thanks to the boys, uh, as I said, uh, I don't think the, the work today paid off, but they, we rode hard to bring it here. Sadly, the MGP week would not pass without tragedy. Two riders would lose their lives during the 2023 event. During qualifying, 33-year-old rider Gary Vines was killed in an incident at Balagheri on the 20th of August. Separately, two days later, an accident on the exit of Kurt Michael Village resulted in the death of 69-year-old Ian Bainbridge. Going into September, and the latter stages of the pro cycling season showed no signs of letting up for now for Manx competitors Matthew Bostock and Max Walker as they joined their respective teams on the Tour of Britain, going on to record respectable finishes. Big news on two wheels also for young Ireland trials riding sensation Caitlin Adsed, who secured one of her greatest victories to date. She was part of the Great Britain squad which went on to say gold at the Trial de Nations in France. Meanwhile, an important landmark for cycling club Isle of Man as its women's team made its debut at the Curlew Cup. It couldn't have gone much better as Sophie Smith secured a podium place in third, with Ruby Oaks also finishing inside the top 20. 
In rugby, in the club's 25th anniversary, Vagabonds Ladies look to start their new chapter after a strong previous campaign. One of their players, Ella Goodwin-Jones, says they're still looking to spread the word to encourage more ladies to get involved in the sport. It's really just pushing that we're here and it's fun and trying to get across what rugby actually is. I think people get scared that that's it, you're going to just have to smash into people and get hurt when actually they're so much more involved. Meanwhile, Enduro rider Jed Etchells is crowned 2023 British Enduro champion in an Isle of Man 1-2 in which Daniel McCanny finished second. Mark Turner also became expert British Enduro champion whilst Robert Moyer won the Clubman Championship. And a big month too for Manx Darts as 10 players compete in Denmark for the WDF World Cup. At the start of October, speculation was brought to an end with a huge announcement. Hi everyone. Well, I guess that was me done this year. I announced my retirement. I was looking forward to not going to get up, train in any weather condition. You know, I was ready, I was at peace, but the more I've ridden this, this summer, I just love riding my bike. I spoke to the kids and I said, what should dad do? And he said, carry on. It was a not question, so... Here we are, just one more year, hey? After his Tour de France heartbreak in the summer and speculation in the following months, Mark Cavendish announced he'd be delaying his retirement and signed a one-year contract extension at Astana, Kazakhstan for the 2024 campaign. A big night for Isle of Man Boxing took place on the first weekend of the month as Matthew Rennie and Jamie Devine, who was making his pro debut, took to the ring in Liverpool with both securing wins. Another page of the athletics record book was torn up as Gemma Aston smashed the Manx half-marathon record while securing bronze at the England half-marathon championships in Manchester. In October, here's something a little different for you. How about Douglas welcoming some of the world's greatest chess players for two renowned tournaments, the FIDE Grand Swiss and Women's Grand Swiss? There was more significant athletics news as racewalker Erica Kelly gets herself into the top 10 of the Great Britain rankings for the 5km racewalk after a superb performance in the opening round of the Winter Walk League on Ireland. The end of the Rugby World Cup journey also beckoned in October for Bevanrod and England, who went on to take bronze in the tournament after narrowly missing out on the final itself. The end of the month would also be a positive one for Gracie Barra fighter Hayley Curtis, who would take two bronze medals at the IBJJF European Championships in Rome. From October to November now, a first for Isle of Man Badminton, as they were one of the nations to take part in the inaugural Small States of Europe Badminton Championships in Malta. Here's what one of the island players, Matt Nicholson, had to say about being involved. It'll be really valuable to play say different people probably at a higher level which we used to on the island and even county so it should be quite a good experience and hopefully improve everyone and sort of get them wanting to get better more so more opportunities for the island people to play meanwhile sarah webster put in one of the biggest athletics performances of her career as she claimed the bronze medal at the world 50 kilometer championships in india and setting a new personal best over that distance in the process there was judo success for Chris Horton and Sean Askin, who both became Irish Open champions, having previously secured three medals between them during the British Masters in October. Snooker players Daryl Hill and Dolan Mercer also had the chance to showcase their skills on the international stage at the IBSF World Championships in Doha, with Hill making it all the way to the last 16. November 2023 was also a huge month for Isle of Man Netball, who hosted the first ever Island Invitational Netball Games at the NSC, welcoming teams from Guernsey, Jersey, Orkney, Shetland and Innismon. And it would be a memorable moment for the hosts as the Isle of Man went on to win the event. Manx Rams captain Ashley Hall described just how proud she was of the team and their fans. Sometimes I stand on the court and look at these players and she's like, how have you done that? That's brilliant. I'm just <laughs> pleased I'm playing with them. We've really enjoyed it, but it's it's nervy. And we've played big games and we've played on this mat with these supporters. And it doesn't get old. It's, we're still as nervous. The adrenaline's still there. We want to do it for our crowd. We've got the best supporters in the world. 
There was also a day to remember for the Isle of Man pro tennis player Billy Harris, who claimed his first ever win on the ATP Tour of the Sofia Open in Bulgaria. Big news too, looking ahead to road racing in 2024, as Honda Racing UK announced their lineup for next year's TT and Northwest 200, with the big addition being former TT winner Dean Harrison after his move from Dow Racing. Being part of the Honda family is a massive thing for me, and especially to be honest, the TT means a lot, and obviously we're doing the British Superbike Championship as well. I'm just looking for a new challenge, new bike, new people. Obviously Nathan's coming through, unfortunately, obviously he missed last year. I'm looking forward to seeing him jumping on the bike at next year's TT. I'm working with John will be a thing as well, obviously. His results speak for himself. He's been there, done it. Working with somebody like him and trying to help me in my riding as well, I think it should be good. Reaching new heights in November was one of the Ireland's swimmers, Elizabeth Tinkler. She made a triumphant return to the British Down Syndrome Swimming Championships and claimed gold in the 25-metre freestyle Masters 1 and silver in the female 25-metre backstroke Masters 1. From the pool to the boxing ring and a moment of destiny for Jay Burden, as she's informed she will have her professional licence in the sport granted. The Grenade told us it was a massive moment for her, but also for the sport as a whole on Ireland. It's thriving. You know, there's so many opportunities for women in professional boxing now. And obviously, if you play your cards right and take the opportunities, it's obviously like a chance to change your life as well. And also put the Isle of Man on the map as well to show that we do have some good boxers over here. And what we're doing is right. It's mad to think that no female from the island has done it yet. And then hopefully in a couple of years to come, it gives another young female the chance to do it and know that they can do it. And across the Atlantic, runner David Malarkey achieved the prestigious All-American status. And that brings us on to rounding out the year in December, with boxer Matthew Rennie bringing his 2023 to an end in style. Live on the television cameras around the UK, Magic Rennie maintained his unbeaten pro record with a hard-fought points victory over James Moorcroft in Bolton. Meanwhile, uncertainty in the long term remains, going not just into 2024, but beyond at this stage for Isle of Man athletes around the Commonwealth Games. The Gold Coast in Australia announces it's withdrawing its bid for the Games in 2026, after Victoria State, which had previously been awarded the event, had already backed out due to financial implications. Here's what President of the Isle of Man Commonwealth Games Association, Basil Bielich, had to say on the situation. Competing in, in Manx colours the Commonwealth Games is the pinnacle of their career. So that would be extremely disappointing to lose that ability to represent the island. In hockey, December saw the conclusion of the latest mixed season. Backers A were crowned Mixed Cup champions after a dramatic win over mixed Premier League champions Valkyrie A. Castletown Southerners won on penalty flicks over Valkyrie C to win the mixed plate and Vikings D completed a perfect campaign to take the mixed bowl. Also in hockey, Isle of Man Under-21 Sportswoman of the Year Sienna Dunn and the England Under-21 squad finished fourth in the 2023 Junior Women's World Cup in Chile, with Dunn featuring in every single game for England throughout the event. And after success at the European Championships, Manx Jiu-Jitsu competitor Hayley Curtis finishes the year in style by taking bronze at the IBJJF World Nogi Championships in Las Vegas. So now taking a look back on some of the aspects of 2023 with uh, some very valuable people as part of Manx Radio, our pundits. We're going to start with Tony Mappam, our long-serving Manx Radio football correspondent. So, Tony, starting with 2023, Peel becoming men's Premier League champions, uh, Corinthians winning a women's treble and other things besides. Uh, what stood out for you in 2023 in Manx football? I think uh, the important thing was for Peel, they're a massive club in Manx football and uh, to come back and get the league, uh, was brilliant and you have to look down the divisions rushing of note in the combination where they went uh, all season unbeaten absolutely tremendous by them and then when you look at uh, the under 18s it was very competitive and that league has grown as the years have gone on and uh, the women incredible for uh, Corinthians to, to win that treble 
and to see all those uh, trophies at the dinner was uh, fitting as well. And quickly taking a look at the Ireland Games as well. First time in four years it had happened over in uh, Guernsey in 2023. The Ireland women's team winning bronze in the end and the, the men's team, the defending champions, not quite in that bracket, finishing ninth overall. Yeah, the women, uh, we went with a very strong team and um, I think we all knew that if they could stay away from one of the favourites, then uh, they were going to win it. But unfortunately, they met the favourites in the semi-final. Uh, but uh, they got the uh, medal that they wanted uh, in the end. So that's the important thing. Uh, but the men, um, it was always going to be one of them. A lot of new players coming in. You know, men probably disappointed the men are. We're not disappointed as the FA because they give everything. Uh, but the players thought they'd get a little bit more. But the women under the stewardship of Wayne Lisi did an incredible job. And just finally looking into 2024, busy as ever the footballing schedule across the uh, Isle of Man. What are you most looking forward to and what are your thoughts on the year ahead? Well, the way it's gone so far at the moment, Air uh, United have uh, popped back in, haven't they? Because uh, players had gone back to them who had won the league championship when they were there a couple of years ago. And uh, I think at the moment, I'm looking at Air uh, United and Peel to be the two teams. Let's give a big note for St Mary's. When you think of it, two years ago, Rob, they stepped out for one year and uh, here they are doing really well in the Premier League and have got a good chance of winning the league and the combination are absolutely flying in their league as well so that's a story that we like to see a good news story the rest of it one or two sort of clubs um, this year have looked a lot stronger I'm looking at Division 2 sides uh, Colby 1 Foxdale 2 you've got to include Castletown as well to get into the Premier League but the women all to play for Peel have got the advantage at the moment because they beat Corinthians and uh, when you look at uh, the combination battles at the moment it looks as if old boys are looking good in combi two and in uh, combination one as I say St Mary's looking strong and of course here at the turn of the year we can't fail to forget uh, what has been a busy calendar year in hockey as well joined by our hockey correspondent at Manx Radio Ben Cunningham so Ben just to quickly start with looking back on uh, 2023 let's start with the men's and ladies seasons what are the moments that stood out for you and how competitive were those leagues through the year um, they were really competitive absolutely uh, back has proven yet again an unbeatable uh, season and then Castletown Ladies A proving a shock and taking the Ladies uh, Premier League title over Vikings, which was an absolute fantastic achievement. And they did it 30 years to the day that they last won the Premier League. So a fantastic achievement there. It wasn't just the domestic sides as well, but the Isle of Man's national sides at both junior and senior level. And great to see that the Isle of Man had uh, success in the England Hockey Championships, the respective competitions. Absolutely. So uh, both our senior men's and and ladies all had good championship campaigns and then of course the juniors all had really good campaigns especially our under 16 boys who went away and got through to the final and took the final and uh, had a really good victory and brought the uh, the trophy back to the island. And as we speak now, it's not long since the mixed season for 2023 brought the calendar year in hockey to a close. Going into 2024, the men's and ladies' seasons will be getting underway very shortly as well. So with the mixed season that's just gone and some of the drama that we had in the league and cup, just how exciting could this year prove to be in the Isle of Man leagues, but also for the senior and junior Isle of Man squads in the England Hockey Championship. Oh, it's going to be uh, fantastic. I mean, if, like you say, if, if the mix season's anything to go by, then we're surely going to have a fantastic uh, ladies and men's season. The leagues are looking really good. There's going to be a few very close games between a very few close teams in each league. So it looks really good and promising for, yet again, another fantastic, entertaining uh, season. And just very quickly, actually, looking into 2024, hockey again seems to be strong in numbers across the board at both senior and junior level. How encouraging is 
that from the MHA's perspective going into 2024? Oh, it's brilliant. I mean, like you say, we've we've got two ladies senior uh, Ireland teams this year, which is really great to see. And then, of course, we've got our junior setups as well, which have got lots of players thriving from. So, yeah, it looks really promising and Manx Hockey really does have a great future ahead of itself. And certainly not forgetting as well, uh, another one of our key correspondents comes in Manx Rugby and that is Dave Christian, devoted as ever to providing this coverage here on Manx Radio. So, Dave, just uh, looking back on 2023 to start with, let's take a look at Douglas and Vagabonds in the English competitions. Both Douglas and Vagabonds had uh, challenging seasons with different outcomes. What do you make of their chances going into 2024 in their respective divisions? For Douglas, it's pretty much the same as it was last season. They're holding station, but they're not really gaining any traction. They've had a number of close results. They've finished within seven points, but ended up on the losing side. I think it's at five occasions now. So they're pretty close, but uh, they want to kick on. They want to be at the top end of the table, but they have to start winning these uh, tight margin games. The side are just starting to gel low, so fingers crossed, who knows? Vagabonds are slightly different. Remember, they dropped a division after 2023. They're now in counties for ADM. They're at the top end. For Vagabonds, it's important to finish in the top two, try and get in the promotion places, try and climb out of the bottom division. And uh, I think they could do it. Uh, they've just started to come and click together very nicely. And for the other uh, domestic sides on the Isle of Man, uh, Western Vikings and Ramsey remain in the uh, Cheshire competitions. But also for the other local sides, the likes of Southern Nomads and uh, Castletown, for the local competitions going into uh, 2024, what's the situation there? It's looking okay. It's not ideal. Since the COVID shutdown, things haven't been good throughout the entire sport, and that's uh, England-wide. It's not just the Isle of Man. Things have been going okay so far. We haven't lost that many games. We've got a competition format for the Manx Shield. That'll run through till the end of March. We'll have a Manx Cup competition in April. For the likes of Castletown and Western Vikings, yes, Western Vikings have that um, Cheshire Plate final against Ramsey on a date and venue yet to be confirmed. Uh, Castletown are just struggling to keep a side together. Uh, They had a tremendous amount of interest over the summer for a a tour to France for the Rugby World Cup. If they can just keep uh, building on that, get the players out, we can get plenty of games for them. So, uh, fingers crossed, all going well into 2024. Well, turning to Vagabonds ladies, they had a strong finish in 2023 for the previous season in women's NC1 Northwest. Some changes this time around, particularly in terms of the squad personnel. What are the objectives, do you think, for Vagabonds ladies going into 2024 after some big alterations? In team sport, at least everything's cyclical. Sometimes you're good, sometimes you're not. And uh, when you're not, you build up till you're good again. And then everyone retires and you're back to square one. It's like a bit of a roller coaster, really. Vagabonds ladies were top of the curve, maybe, at the end of last season. This season, uh, there's been, uh, as you say, quite a few personnel changes. It's a bit of a steep learning curve for the girls. And and that's why the results have suffered a little bit. They've got a lot of promise, uh, just not fulfilling it quite yet but I'm sure that will come So that's it for our journey through 2023 and what has been another exciting and memorable year in Manx Sport So all that's left to do now is say from me, Rob Pritchard and the whole team, we wish you a happy new year. From me then, until next time, it's bye for now Manx Radio Sport